I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start verse number 4. Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's a short book in the Bible, only six chapters, but he really just kind of condenses everything. Everything that that the church taught, he really condenses it in Ephesians, and especially these verses we'll read here. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4. The Bible says this, that there is one body. Everybody say one. There's one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. He says there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Everybody say all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. I want to speak for the next few moments something God just has laid on my heart. And I want to speak to you on this subject, the God of all. The God of all. I feel like God really wants to help realign our minds to understand who He is tonight. To understand that He really is the God of all. Sometimes we can just forget who we say when we say Jesus. We can forget that it is all power is given unto Him in heaven and in earth when we say that name. And so I really feel like God wants to help us. I wonder if you would set your Bibles down and just ask God to help us. Help us just to get a clear vision of who He is tonight. God, be magnified, God, in our midst tonight. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, let us exalt His name together. Lord, we're going to magnify You tonight. You are great and greatly to be praised. Reveal yourself, God. Anoint my lips to speak of your greatness, O God. And anoint our hearts and our minds to understand your power tonight. We thank you, Lord, in advance. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, He is the God of all. Amen. You may be seated. He is the God of all things. And He has revealed Himself all throughout the Scriptures. And we really, I truly believe, we live in the best times. Because we really have a true revelation, I believe, of the fullness of God. The greatest understanding of who God is, is right now. We know the greatest revelation of who He is. And I really truly believe that. And, I, and, and, you know, Paul, when you begin to look in some of his writings, he says that, you know, we don't even see clearly now. Right now we just see through a glass darkly. But one of these days we are really going to see Him face to face. So even what we think we know about God, we really don't even understand it all. Since the fall of man, that relationship with God, that, that really pure understanding uh, of God that Adam and Eve had, that God has been really trying to restore our connection with Him. Isaiah tells us, for precept must be upon 
precept of precept upon precept and line upon line and line upon line and he says it's here a little and it's there a little and he says for with stammering lips and another tongue will i speak to this people then to whom he said this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear and he says this but the word of the lord was unto them precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line here a little there a little he tells us this because we see this even throughout the word of god that man began to get the revelation of just how powerful god really is and they begin to learn more about god by every little thing that he did we have the ability, because hindsight is twenty twenty. we can look back over the Word of God and we can see all of the great things that God has done. And how that He is truly a God of all. Even whenever you go and you begin to, to look into the Scriptures, you, you begin to see, looking at Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'm sure we all know the verse, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You see that one Lord, that one God all throughout the Scriptures. But then attached to that understanding of who God is, is this all concept, that He is a God of everything. And it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, and with all thy strength. We must love Him with everything that is within us, because He is a God of all. He has begun to reveal Himself here a little and there a little, all throughout the ages of history. You know, uh, in, in the Trinitarian circles, they will say that there's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, but we know that there is only one God. And, and, and you know, really when you begin to look at how God began to deal with man throughout history, really the first revelation of, of God to man was that He was the Father of all creation. He's the father of every living thing. And then whenever he manifested himself in flesh and dwelt among us, we saw him as the son of God. We could, we could see that example, seeing a God in humanity, God wrapped in flesh. And now we have the revelation of God as the spirit of God that will fill us and that will help us and that will strengthen us. But in the scriptures that we read today, I just cannot get away from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 6. Because it says that there is one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. And over the next few moments, I want to just unpack those three revelations of the God of all. Above all through all and in you all let's take above all for that first point when we begin to look into the scriptures we see that our god is above all and i feel like god wants me to remind you tonight that he is above everything it doesn't matter what's happening in Russia. It doesn't matter what's happening in Ukraine. It doesn't matter what's happening in Taiwan. It doesn't matter what's happening at your job. It doesn't matter what's happening in your workplace. I've come to remind you tonight that God is above all. There is nothing that is too hard for our God. He is above everything, every situation, every problem. 
anything that you face, anything that you will face, anything that you're dealing with right now. We serve the God that is above it all. He's above everything. David got this revelation. He talks beautifully about it. I, we could spend the rest of the night talking a, about all the scriptures that David wrote about how God is the God of all. I want to read just two passages from David and when we're talking about above all. Psalms 95 and verse 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. And make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. And a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. We're going to talk about this in just a few minutes. And the strength of the hills are His also. It doesn't matter if you're in the valley or if you're on the hill. He is there and He is above it all. The sea is His, and He made it. Whew. His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand something, that the God of all, He is the Maker of all. He is the creation. He, he is the Creator of all creation. He is the one that made everything. Everything came from our God. There is nothing that is too hard for Him because of that understanding. you got to understand that you serve the Creator. You're not just serving another God in a myriad of gods. Because there is only one God and Father of all who is above all. I've come to remind somebody, there is no devil in hell that can stop you. There is no power in this world that is too strong. There is no sickness in your body that is too strong for our God. Our God is above it all. <laughs> Psalms 97 says, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of His thrones. A fire goeth before Him and burneth up His enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. Now this, this statement has always stuck out to me. There's just some things when you read it in the Scriptures, you can never get away from it. This is one of these things that has always stuck out to me. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why every chance you get, you need to get into the presence of the Lord. Why? Because you'll be fighting some big mountains. You'll have some big hills in your life. You'll be struggling with sickness. You'll be struggling with things weighing down on you. You'll have so many things coming against you. But if you can just get however big your mountain is into the presence of the Lord, I'm telling you there's a God that is above the mountain that you are facing. There's a God above the situation that you're going through. And let me tell you something. The hills can melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. The God that I serve is above all. And He can take your situation and melt it down to nothing. Just by His presence coming into your life. Whoo, hallelujah. 
the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare His righteousness. All of the heavens declare it. And all of the people see His glory. Now look at this. Confounded be all they that serve graven images. Ladies and gentlemen, people that serve other gods, people that serve everything else, they are confounded at our God. There is no God like our God. And we'll get into just some of the details in just a little bit. But there's there's no God like our God that wrapped himself in flesh, became humanity, and died for his people. There is no God like our God. They are confounded that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad. The daughters of Judah rejoice because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou... Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above God's. That's why David, I truly believe, David had no issue walking before Goliath. Everybody else had an issue to stand before Goliath, but David did not have an issue to step before Goliath. Everybody else said they served the same God. But only David really understood how powerful and how great his God truly was. He said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Let me tell you, the name of the Lord is greater than your sword and your spear. Because, oh, I found out that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and they are safe. David established who his God was. Let me tell you, God wants you to establish who he is and how powerful he is in your understanding that whenever you step before anything that you're going to face, you can square your shoulders and you can know that you serve the God of all things. I truly believe God's preparing us for something special in this outpouring. I believe God is really beginning to to do something special. You see it in every message that we have. You see how God is talking about there being a miracle working God and us changing our vision and our perspective of God and how there is an open door that is before us and all of the things that we've been hearing and understanding. Let me tell you something. I believe it's because God wants us to look into some situations and to understand that He wants to do a great work. But in order for Him to do a great work, there's got to be a people that understand who He is, that understand truth. Truly, when they say the name of Jesus, every demon has to flee. When they say the name of Jesus, every demon has to tremble. Every sickness has to bow. Every knee has to bow. Whether it's things above or things under the earth, everything will bow its knee to the name of Jesus Christ, to the God of all gods. Isaiah says it this way in Isaiah 44. In verse number 6, Isaiah said, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. And beside me, there is no God. Ladies and gentlemen, beside Him, there is no God. 
People in this world may claim there's other gods, but you must not buy into the lie that God is somehow fighting with some other power. Don't even buy into the lie that God is struggling with the devil. The Lord does not struggle with anything. In fact, the Bible tells us that one angel is going to come down and bind the devil. Why? Because our God is above anything that you will ever face. Ephesians 3 and verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't even think of a situation that's too big for God. You can't even imagine a situation that's too big for our God. Our God is so much greater than anything that we face. I've come to wake somebody up today. I've come to give you some faith today. I've come to resurrect some faith in our God. There is nothing that can stand against our God. Nothing can stand against our God. It says, according to the power that worketh in us. He is above all. He's above all. But I'm thankful that's not where it ends. Because then it goes to say that He is through all. Above all. And then He says, through all. John chapter 1 and verse number 1. John kind of begins to lay this out. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And, and all things, there He is, He's the Creator. All things were made by Him. And without Him, without God, anything that's been made would not have been made. And then verse 14 lets us know, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now I want to talk to you for the next few moments about that second point through all. Because this is one of the greatest things about our God. One of the greatest things about our God is that our God has been through it all. He's not a God that does not understand what we go through. He is not a God that has not experienced what you and I face. He has faced every trial, every temptation. The Bible says, yet without sin. Because our God has gone through it all. And let me tell you something, He will go through it all with you. That is the great thing about our God. Our God goes through it all. You can ask the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they will tell you, He will go through the fire with you. They didn't really truly have that understanding. They said He's able. And we believe He will, but if not, we, we know that He's able. They said, He may be able, or He is able, but He may not be willing. I don't know. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we know under this revelation, through it all, not only can our God do it, but He will do it. 
There is a huge difference in understanding those two points. We just talked about a God that can do anything. Our God can do anything. But a lot of times we believe that God, just through the lies of the enemy or because of mistakes that we made, that God would not do it for me. Maybe I'm alone in that, but I believe every one of us has found ourselves in that position at one time or another. We know that He's able, but will He really do it for me? Let me tell you something, God is a God that cares about us. It's not just that He has all power. It's not just that He's almighty, but He is omnipresent. He is all present. He is present with us. You can ask the disciples and they will tell you. He'll go through the storm with you. And at some point or another, he'll step forward and he'll say, peace, be still. You can ask Solomon and Solomon will tell you that he is the rose of Sharon. That he is the lily of the valleys. I don't know if you've ever heard that, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. And I, I begin to... Look into that, and I, if you could throw that verse up there, uh, Song of Solomon 2 and verse 1. It says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. Now, I've always read it as the lily of the valley. But ladies and gentlemen, it says the lily of the valleys. That means he's not just there for one valley. And he's not just there the first time. And then you don't see him again. But He is the lily of the valleys. He goes through everything that we go through. He's there for us in every valley. David said it this way, Yea, though I walk right through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. David understood you're going to go through the valley with me. I can walk through any situation because you are with me. You know, when the, the verse that, 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 we, that we hear all the time, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's not talking about us just being able to do anything that we want because Jesus gives us strength. If you really look at it in context, it says I can go through any situation. That's what it means. I can face any problem. I can do all things. I can walk through anything because it is Jesus Christ that strengthens me. He goes with me. He takes the step with me. When I'm in the prison, like Paul and Silas, he's right there with me when I begin to praise him and when I begin to lift him up. Let me tell you something. He's always there. Paul told us in Hebrews, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 9. The Bible says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content for the such things as you have. For he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. He says, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. Consider the end of their conversation. And he goes to say another verse that we all know. Jesus Christ 
is the same yesterday and today and forever. You've got to understand, He's the same yesterday, today and forever. If He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you back then, He's the same God that will never leave you nor forsake you today. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the problem is not with our God. A lot of times the problem is with our understanding. A lot of times the problem is with our faith in God. That's why the very next verse says, Be not carried about with divers or different strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. You've got to establish your heart. You've got to establish that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change because our situation changes. He doesn't change because our world changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He will go through it all. Sometimes we forget He's above it all. Sometimes we doubt that He has even gone through what we face. That He doesn't know what we're going through. That He doesn't, he doesn't understand the pain that we feel. Let me tell you something. Your God understands anything that you face. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 says, For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That means we have a God. He's talking about Jesus Christ. He's saying Jesus Christ is touched by what we are going through. We don't have a God that is not touched by our feelings, by what we're dealing with, by our situations. But he says this, but was in all points tempted. All points. He's the God of all. He's not just the God of all power. He's the God of all understanding. He's the God that was tempted in all points. Just like we are, yet without sin. <laughs> Let us therefore, the next verse says, because of that, ladies and gentlemen, we can go boldly into the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Why? Because through it all, your God is with you. Through every situation you face, your God has been through it all. He's been through that pain. He's been through that struggle. He's been through that disappointment. He has been neglected. He has been whipped. He has been beaten. He has been bruised. He's been lifted up and he's been cast down. He's been everything that you'll ever experience. He's gone through it all. Because He is the God of all. That's why such a powerful verse with this understanding is John chapter 16 and verse number 33. Jesus said, these things I have spoken unto you. He's telling about all the crazy things that are going to happen in the world. The troubles, everything that's going to happen. He said, I've spoken these things to you that you might have peace. How many get a bunch of bad news and have peace? <laughs> it's not nearly what happens, right? A lot of times we get bad news and we get worried. We get fearful. But he says, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Because in the world 
you shall have tribulation. Ladies and gentlemen, just because you serve God doesn't mean you're not going to face trials. You're not going to face pain. You're not going to face storms in your life. We we are all going to face life and the effects of sin that is in our world. We're all going to face those consequences of sin on humanity, which is pain and hurt and grief, loss. We're all going to face those things, but when you have Jesus, you have a helper. You have somebody that's been through it all. And he says this, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. I've already been there. I've already overcome that. So if you just stay with me, you can be an overcomer too. That's what he's really saying. If you just stick with him, he'll tell you how to get through the pain. He'll tell you how to get through the storm. He'll show you how to get through the trial. If you just stick with him, he's been through it all. He's the God that is above all and through all. He is the God of everything. And then finally, it says, He's the God that is in you all. This is a revelation that many writers of the Bible, the writers of the Old Testament didn't even have. The revelation of God in all. He is in all. Whenever, whenever you have His Spirit, He is in you. And all of God is in you. And God is the God of all. This is what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 14. He began to tell them, this is right before He began to tell them, I'm going to send a comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. The Father will send in my name. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance. And before He talks about that, He begins to lay a foundation before he really begins to tell them, I'm going to send my spirit and my spirit is going to empower you. He says this, verily I say unto you in verse number 12, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. I want you to understand that the works that Jesus did, if you believe in him, you and me, we shall do it also. And then he goes on to say something that almost seems like it's blasphemy to repeat. And greater works than what Jesus did. Greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go unto my Father. What he's saying is because I'm leaving this revelation of being with with you through it. Jesus was with them through those things. But he said, I'm going to go to my Father and I'm going, to, I'm going to send my Spirit. And it's going to be in you. And then greater works, you're going to be able to do greater works because I go unto my Father. To the next verse, he says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, he says it again, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will... Pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter. This is talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, and and I'm going to send this comforter that He may abide with you forever. What is that comforter? It is the Spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. You know this spirit of truth. You know the spirit of God. It says, for he dwelleth with you. Now he's talking about himself. You understand, Jesus is trying to explain the, the mystery of God. <laughs> Great is the mystery of God. God was manifest in the Spirit. You know, you can go all through it, but Jesus was trying to explain to them. He was trying to get them to understand. He said, for He dwelleth with you. I'm with you right now. I'm with you going through this right now. But here's what's going to happen. I shall be in you. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is telling them, I'm about to go away because right now I'm revealing myself as, as, a, as a human being, as God wrapped in flesh. He said, but I'm getting ready to, to, I'm getting ready to go back to heaven. And then, but then I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to leave you alone once I leave. He said, I'm going to come back to you. And he says, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. He said, the world's not going to see me anymore. He said, but you will see me. Because I live, you shall live also. And at that day, you're going to get the revelation. He's like, you probably don't understand what I'm saying to you right now. In fact, a lot of times they didn't understand. In fact, you go to the beginning of this chapter, and he's, he's talking about the Father, the Father, the Father. And Philip's like, okay, show us the Father. And Jesus says, how long have I been with you, Philip, and still you don't know who I am? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so he's saying this, but he says, at that day you shall know that I am in my Father. And you in me, and I am in you. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have the Holy Ghost, it's much more than just an experience with God. You've got to understand, it's much more than just a great experience with God. But it is the God of all wanting to show Himself through you. Wanting you to be a light to this world. Wanting you to show the God of all everywhere that you go and in everything that you do. I bring your attention back to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. And He says this, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. He's able to do exceeding and abundantly. Above all that we ask or think, where? In us. In us. We're not just talking about a God that can do anything. We're talking about a God that wants to do the great, the exceeding, the abundant through His power that is in you and I. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to understand who He is. But not just understand just how powerful He is, but understand how powerful He wants to be in you. In your life. For you to be an overcomer. For you to be somebody that produces His fruit, His love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. All those things to, to understand that He wants His gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, to operate in you. That the God of all gods will be in you. Let me tell you something, because when you really begin to yield to the Spirit, 
That's why the Bible says, quench not the Spirit. Don't put the Spirit of God out in your life, but yield to the Spirit of God. Let God transform you. Let the God of all take over. That's why whenever you begin to look at just the power of God, you will see in the Word of God, a lot of times, God demands all. He really does. God demands exclusivity. Did you ever think about that? You know, to, to, to kind of to the outside, you would think, well, that's really arrogant that God would demand exclusivity. That, you know... Thou shalt not worship any other gods. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Love Him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Have no other gods before Him. You know, over grave, grave, graven images and just the list goes on and on and on. And, 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 and I begin to, one day I was just like, you know, all right, God, why demand exclusivity? And let me tell you if, you, if you ask God a question, He'll give you the answer. And He, he told me this. He said... I demand exclusivity because in me is everything that you need. He is the God of all. There's nothing else in this world. The world has nothing to offer you. Literally cannot offer you a thing. It cannot give you anything of value. So God says, serve me with everything because I am everything. I am everything that you need. I am your all in all. I am the answer to every problem, to every situation. I've come to tell you, the answer to anything that you're facing is God. The God of all is here. So serve Him with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Give Him everything that you got, because He's got everything that you need. He's got everything that you need. He's the God of everything. Stand to your feet tonight. Give Him everything. Don't put anything else before Him. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Serve Him with gladness. Make Him everything. Make Him the chief cornerstone of your life. He is the God of all. And let me tell you something. If you, if you give Him all, He's everything that you need. He'll be everything that you need. I end with Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 8 through verse number 10. He says this, Beware, lest any man spoil you. The world's going to try to spoil you. Try to get you to follow after some other gods through, through other, some philosophy, through vain deceit. They're going to try to get you to follow the traditions of men after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Go to the next verse. Because this is what he says, the very next verse. In him, in Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is all that you need. And the next verse says, you are complete. 
We're complete in Him. That's because He gives us everything that we need. You are complete in God. If you feel like something's missing, you need to fill it with more of God. If you're struggling with something, you just need more of God. Because He's the head of all principality and power. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is all you need. He's the God of all. Not only is He above all, not only has He been through it all, but He is in you all. That whenever you walk, He goes with you. The power of God goes with you. And if you surrender to His Spirit, let me tell you something, He'll do a complete work. Because why? He is the author and the finisher of our faith. A lot of times we let Him author it and begin it. But ladies and gentlemen, He wants to finish it. He wants to be the author and the finisher of our faith. He wants to do the complete work in you. And so I don't know what you have need of in the house tonight. But let me tell you something. I know the God that has every need covered. He has every situation covered. He's above it all. He's above it all. He can touch the situation. He can give you a brand new organ tonight. He can fix your marriage tonight. He can destroy your addiction tonight. He's the God of all. And I wonder if you would just make your way to this altar and just give Him all one more time. Just say, God, I give you every part of me, everything that I am. I understand you're the God of all. And so, God, I give you all. I withhold nothing from you, God. I give you every thought, every dream, every desire, every ambition, every fear, every doubt, every worry, every sickness. I give it all to you. I give you every situation. Come on, cast your cares upon Him, for He careth for you.